0: And if you do sign up, please let me know how you find it. If there's any other information you would like me to include or any other feedback, I would be very grateful if you could send me that. Thank you. All right. So in this episode, we'll do a quick overview of aluminum. So aluminum is the third most common naturally occurring element on Earth after oxygen and silicon. Right. It is ubiquitous in the air. Water, soil, and the food supply. Many studies have demonstrated the toxic effects of aluminum on the gut, the musculoskeletal system, and the nervous system, with the end result often being autoimmunity or neuro-autoimmunity. Right. Here's a quote from a study that I cite in my book. Despite this knowledge, what I just said. Aluminum continues to be used in food products food packaging and vaccines Where it may contribute to the autoimmune epidemic we face So here are the sources of exposure to aluminum as I already said Because it's so ubiquitous on earth. It's everywhere. It's in the air the water and the food but aluminum is also used as an anti-caking agent in things like flour Table salt, baking soda. Now, many people don't know that, but yeah, there is aluminum in your table salt, in your baking soda, in your flour, things like that. I've even seen that it's added to a baby formula. It's also used in certain food additives, such as emulsifiers. Obviously, aluminum cookware will leach it. It's used in food and beverage cans, so that's another source of exposure. So, you definitely find it in some snacks, desserts, baked goods, because again, food additives, anti-caking agents, all these things they have aluminum in them. We also get it in other ways, so vaccines, cosmetics, and exhaust fumes. These are other forms, uh, other ways to get exposed to aluminum. So yeah, so aluminum can bind to human tissues. So when it binds to our tissues, it can instigate. chain reaction of immune responses and this can lead to what is known as autoimmunity which is when the immune system attacks the body's own tissues right aluminum can also accumulate in the brain it can produce inflammation and other damage you know in the brain right so here's another quote from a study that I cite in my book based on vaccine product insert information and the CDC, also known as the Center for Disease Control, recommended vaccination schedule at 12 and 18 months of age, babies receive around 1,506,000 micrograms of aluminum respectively. Being that the human body immune system, vital organs and tissues are still developing during this fragile age, does it make sense to knowingly inject aluminum into our children this is study from a very respected group of researchers that even they are questioning why in the hell are we knowingly injecting tiny little humans with aluminum right so this is something to think about right it's not going against vaccinations it's what are we adding in these vaccinations and, uh, yeah, basically, aluminum is used as an adjuvant to, in a way, irritate the immune system, right? And, basically, the research on adjuvants needs to catch up with what we know about aluminum, is kind of the point here. And many researchers are, are at least some, are voicing this kind of concern that there probably are much safer ways to irritate the immune system when, administering a vaccine so even things like essential minerals like zinc saw one study i didn't read it in full didn't have time but there's some investigation around safer adjuvant so hopefully in the future you know we have some developments in this area just to kind of go a little bit in depth there why is injecting aluminum bad as opposed to if we're going to be getting it from the diet and the environment, you know, what's the problem with injecting it? And the problem is that when you inject it directly into the blood, into especially a small child, in the case, let's say they're under six months of age, their blood-brain barrier is not developed. So that aluminum, it's basically in the blood and it can go straight to the brain, right? And when you eat food, even if it's had Aluminum added on purpose you have First of all, you won't absorb all of that, right? So you have the gut barrier the gut bacteria can protect you from absorbing it, you know, and then there's you have multiple ways of Reducing the actual end amount of aluminum that gets into our actual bloodstream You know, this is kind of the difference here. So a little bit of just kind of I don't want to rant on this topic too much longer but yeah, so aluminum, definitely another another one of these ubiquitous toxins that we need to support your child's detoxification capacities, as I'll cover in, in a few episodes' time. You need to reduce exposure from things like, you know, filtering your water, processed foods. Many of them will have aluminum added inadvertently or on purpose. Like I already said, baking powder, table salt, things like that, so reducing those foods. I'll give you an example. In many cheeses, like on frozen pizzas, for example, there is these emulsifiers that they basically give, they're added to the cheese just to improve the properties of the cheese, the slicing properties, the melting properties, the the texture, so a lot of those additives would also have aluminum right so that's just one prime example of you know okay frozen pizza probably not a good food to have in a young child's diet especially if they're autistic especially if their health is not yet at an optimal state right so that's a little bit of a discussion around aluminum i hope you found it useful and i will see you on the next episode thank you for listening